Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Boom, let's go in this episode of the Coach HP Show. We have Miami's own, one and only, Level, Renee Martinez. Level, one of the classic guys, one of the toughest guys. Come out of Miami, change his life now, do it all for good now. My man's converting people, he's bringing them to the light. So many good things we talked about this episode, excited to share with you guys. None other than my man, Level. Let's go. One boom level we're on level there's there's three cubans on this on this thing right now right bald all of us are bald with tattoos but there's only one tough guy i'm a lover and i don't know what the other guy is but the only tough guy is you man how does how does it feel to be associated with with just and i know now it's not party life but just aggressiveness man and just being a skilled fighter, dude. How does it feel to be associated with that? I mean, uh, I grew up fighting my whole life, brother. Um, it was it was second nature for me, you know. The way I grew up in the streets, you know, brought brung, brung a lot of stuff upon my life to where I, I just liked fighting. You know what I'm saying? I liked fighting, and um, it, it and it, it goes back to uh, the anger I had inside of me. You know, growing up as a little boy. Not having my father at home, you know, my mom being on the streets as well. And um, it just gave, gave me a lot of anger. And I just became a fighter, like, on the streets. I just knocked people out for looking at me and st- stuff like that to where in the future, you know, it, I became a professional fighter. But I just went through so much in my life that it, it, it was crazy, you know. <clears throat> Level, uh, let me ask you a question. Talking about what you went through, your background experiences, that anger that you had inside, um, were you picked on by other kids? Were you the bully before we knew who Level was and you were just little Renee running around the block? Were you the one that was imposing that, that anger on other kids or did that happen to you? And then that's why you became Level one day. Well, I remember I was like, I remember like one of my first fights, I think I was in kindergarten, maybe kindergarten first grade, I was a little boy. But I remember me and this one one little kid started fighting and um, and they ran and they got his, his other brother. I think his brother was a little bit older, maybe like a year older than him. And, and we started fighting and I had, him on, I had him pinned down on the grass. And I remember I went to hit him and I, I just, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hit him, I didn't have it in me because I felt bad for him. You know, I was a little kid, but I feel like growing up, the streets brought that out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as as I, I I got older in life, um, I got involved with with the streets. You know, like by the time I was nine years old, I was on the streets already. And it was this one day that these kids they were trick or treating, and it wasn't even Halloween yet. It was probably like a day or two before Halloween. And we started laughing at them. One of them was probably like 15, and the other one was more or less my age. I must have been like probably like 10 or 11. And we started we started like laughing at them and, and kind of like mocking them for having their Halloween costumes on before Halloween. And the kid came up to me and just boom, he punched me in my face. And we started going at it. And I remember his older brother was like, "Man, you're gonna let him whip you? Man, you better fight!" And we kept we went at it again. Bow, bow, bow. Man, we banged each other up so bad, bro. I remember that. Uh, you know, when you get punched and you see light, I was right. like, bro, and I just beam, beam, beam. We're just going toe to toe. And that's the way I grew up, bro. I grew up in a very tough neighborhood, man. And 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 the streets just started bringing that out of me. And 
And it's kind of like I liked it. It gave me a rush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then I remember getting some boxing gloves and like not long after that, and me and my friend like going at it in the front yard, toe to toe, just banging each other up. And, and I kind of like fell in love with with the throwing hands, you know? And as I got older, you know, I got involved with the gang banging and the streets and almost died at 14, ended up in a coma and a high speed chase in a stolen car. Went through a lot of stuff in my life, bro. Was uh was that when you got into the gang banging, was it a revenue stream? Like, did you make a business decision and said, you know what, I, I'm I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing, but I know I could actually make a lot of money if I take this to the next level. Was that part of the thought process? What as far as what uh being a fighter? Well, or, or, or as far as what, what you being... were doing in the streets at the time. Well, I was a gangbanger, like. It got deeper after that. It got, it got, we got involved with the gunplay, you know. And guns got involved. Uh, we we're, we we're wilding out, you know, going on real missions, stuff, stuff that's out of control, you know. A lot of stuff happened. Um, but the reason I got involved with the gangs is because, like I said, my dad wasn't there. He was, he wasn't there for me growing up. My mom was on drugs. My mom was on on alcohol, and it pushed me to the streets. So by the time, like I said, I was nine years old, I started hitting the streets. Like I lived around a very gang infested neighborhood, uh, which was Kenlock Park. There was a lot of, uh, there was LBBs, 56 Ave Boys, uh, 12 Nation. And 12 Nation was actually the first gang that I walked in. And then later on, like not long after that, I became a syndicate, you know? And the reason I got involved with the gangs is because I didn't have a family. so. I saw the streets as my family. I saw, I felt like, like a sense of belonging to something. So, you know, it was all a lie. It was all a lie. The enemy lies to you. You know, I thought that was my, my family, and and that's how I grew up. Just love having the love for the streets and for, for my boys. Level question, dude. Mm-hmm. Your dad, man. Did you meet your dad at all or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew my dad, but it's just like he wasn't there for me. He was never there for me. You know what I'm saying? And um. Later on in life, I was like 18, 19. That's when he started coming around and me, him, me and him actually got close, you know, and then he passed away in a car accident. So, you know, that's how that was. Any other family member or anybody that would talk to you, dude, or you were just literally on your own just 24-7? Well, I was on my own. My mom, like I said, she was lost. And but when I was 14, one night we stole a car, me and some of my homies. And we went for a joy ride. We got on a high-speed chase. The cops were chasing us, and we crashed into a man. The man died on impact. I woke up from a coma weeks later. All my bones were broken, and I was facing manslaughter charges. <clears throat> and my mom at the time, you know, that that's one of her first times that she prayed because she was involved with the Santeria religion, which when I was a kid, they cut a goat over my head at five years old. And, and it opened some kind of door in, in my life because I started seeing demonic activities. I started seeing demons in the house and she would do these rituals in the house. They would kill animals and just so much wickedness. And that day that I ended up in that coma in the hospital, my mom got on her knees in front of the bed and she said, Lord Jesus, I don't know if you're real, but if you're real, uh, give me my son's life back and take everything from me. I woke up not long after that, but my mom continued on the streets. She just pray to God. You see what I'm saying? And when I got better, you know, we ended up homeless and my mom got so depressed that we ended up moving in back of like a little video store. And she got so depressed that all she would do was pop pills, drink alcohol and sleep. That's all she would do. And me, I was on the streets. One day I get back, found my mama uh, overdosed on pills, half dead, tried to commit suicide. Wrist cut open. Second time in my life, I found her half dead. And I called 911 and they came and got her. And this is when everything started to happen in her life. Because she got better. She came out of the hospital. She ends up going to a church retreat. And she was there for like a weekend. And in that one weekend, my mom stopped smoking weed, stopped snorting coke, stopped drinking alcohol, stopped popping pills, cigarettes, everything. Radically like that changed. She came back talking about Jesus Christ to me. And I said, man, this lady's crazy. What is she talking about? So I was like, I didn't understand what she was talking about. 
I just had to go through all that fire myself, man. In and out of jail my whole life, you know. In and out of hospitals, in and out of funerals. That was normality. You know, all my friends are gone, man. Dead, paralyzed, or in prison. And that, that's the reality of it, you know. How long was that time frame? How many years were you thinking? Man, man, I was on the streets since the 80s, bro. Since the 80s, I was all on the streets through the through the 90s. And even when I became a fighter, I was doing some real crazy stuff. I was sending people to do things. I was just doing crazy stuff. In 2015, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and that's when my whole life changed. So I was on the streets for a long time, brother, a long time. Level when, first of all, how'd you get the nickname Level? Well, Level's a long story. You know, Level, I used to, when I was growing up, I, I used to like to tag, you know, and of course from the fighting, you know, I would level people out. But I remember I used to tag up on the walls, and I liked the name Level, you know. I said, okay, level spelled backwards is level, and level spelled forward is level. So I just thought it was cool, you know. But the name level stuck to me, stuck to me, you know, from from the fighting as well. That fighting stuff, man. I think we've talked about this before. Like you were almost at the cups, bro. Like you MMA was starting to get real popular, and you were like there, dude. Mm. Like just like, how old were you when MMA started to get real popular? Man, I don't know, because MMA was already popular in the 90s. I remember Tank Abbott and all the old school fighters. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I just I just remember, I remember I saw MMA. I'm like, man, these dudes going at it, man, in the cage with, with, with no gloves, because it was bare knuckle. No time limit, no weight limit. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, I, I wonder what it, what it would be like to do that, because I used to love fighting, man, straight up. Even though we got violent with the guns and the and the and the craziness, I used to love fighting. Uh, it was something about fighting. When I was a little kid, I used to watch Mike Tyson fight, and that's that's why I throw that left hook when I when I would fight. I would watch Tyson, and I'll stand in front of the TV and try to do like him and come up with the hook, and, and and you know that that I loved it. I loved Tyson's style, and I just fell in love with with with, with the throwing of the hands, and. Later on in life, when I became a professional, I, I fell in love with jiu-jitsu, you know? They say but, that's such a great mm -hmm. sport yeah. for kids it, to start jiu-jitsu because it, it prevents a lot of bullying. It, it, you really understand the responsibilities of fighting and stuff like that, dude. Me and you are totally the opposite. I've never got in a fight in my life. Yeah. The problem was my dad used to beat the shit out of me because of baseball. So when I would fail, I had that. So I have zero tough guy stuff when it comes to fighting and stuff like that, man. That toughness and that confidence to fight, is that a, an internal thing that you were just stronger than everybody else? Or did you really study the craft to get that good to understand that, listen, I can I can engage with people and it's going to end up being better for me than the other guy? Honestly, I never trained. Uh, I mean, we used to train ourselves us and a, and a bunch of friends, like we'd just punch the bag and we would we would be like, we would run, we would do sprints, we would do weights, but I never really trained. There was a gym not far from my house because I used to live on Flagler. I would catch the 11 bus and get off in, in, in Overtown. I would uh, catch a little train and get off in Overtown and I would practice in, in, a, in a gym called Gibson Park. And uh, I would punch the bag there Uh, next door, they had a gym. I would lift weights there at the gym. And that's pretty much all the training I had. Like, I never had no real trainer, like, training me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was I was just tough. I was just tough, tough young kid coming up. And Level, how did you go from fighting in the streets to your first, let's say, back brawl? You know, what, what, how did you go from saying, I'm going to whoop your ass to actually let's make some quick money. Let's set something up at a park, somebody's yard. How did that happen? Say it again, Ivan, say it again. Hello? Yeah, we lost you for a second. Level, how did you go from fighting in the streets to actually having your first backyard brawl? Do you remember what you were going through? Who set it up? Like, who makes that happen? So going to my first backyard, 
Going to my first backyard brawl was um, a friend of mine started working for Kimbo Slice and did a fight for him and told me, yo, I met that guy Kimbo. And I remember back then they had the DVDs of one of Kimbo's fights in the flea market. And I saw him fight. And I'm like, man, I would love to do that, you know, because they were betting money. They showed that there was a bunch of people betting money. My friend ends up ends up meeting him and ends up doing a fight. And I told him, man, what's up? Hook me up. Let me let me show them boys what I got. And sure enough, he hooked me up. Not long after that, I, I met uh, I went and I met up with the karate dude and I fought him and I ended up winning him. I, I knocked him out in seven seconds. And that was my first backyard fight. And then from there, you know, I just kept fighting. There was another fight that I fought some dude for. We fought for 27 minutes. And um, Kimbo's manager still has that tape. They never released it for whatever reasons. And um, it was a tough fight. It was against a dude named Telecession. Um, big dude, and we scrapped. We scrapped for 27 minutes. The guy had a lot more weight on me. He was 250 pounds, six, six foot three. You know, I'm only 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". Weighed, weighed at the time, I was about 180 pounds. And we fought um, fought 27 minutes. And I just kept fighting. Medada 5,000. Started fighting in his yard. And built up my name to the point where so many people were coming to watch me fight. Because I was already known on the streets before, before all the YouTubes and stuff and everything. So a lot of people... Heard I was fighting, so they would come to the yard. And my name got bigger and bigger. Telemundo ends up coming one day to the backyard. And La Doctora Polo was watching me fight. And she said, hey, uh, after I fought, I won. She says, hey, we, we're thinking of doing a story on your life. Would, would you would you like for us to, uh, to follow you with the cameras and, and do a story on your life? Would you allow that? I said, absolutely. Why not? And they did the story on my life. Next thing you know, they said, hey. Would you like to be a professional fighter? I said, man, I never thought about fighting professional. Like, I got no training. If you pay for my training, I'll fight pro. They got they got me some training at MMA Masters. I trained for about six months and took my first professional fight against a, a brother from Thailand that had 127 fights with three losses, a tough dude from Thailand. And uh, we, we fought, and I beat him, you know. I beat him, and that was my first pro fight. Then I just kept fighting, man, and, and you know, I, I went through the journey of the, the fighting world, and, you know, I was doing the gangster rap as well, and, and then after that, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ, you know, but I was supposed to be fighting also on, I was going to start fighting on Bellator, I was in contact with Frank Shamrock, and uh, they were getting me a fight on Bellator, and then I had another three-fight deal on the bare-knuckle fights that they were doing, uh, the, the actually sanctioned ones. That Dada was doing the BYB, I right. think it's called BYB if I'm not mistaken, and um, but then after that, uh, I had this encounter with the Lord Jesus, and I just left everything, man. God spoke to me, and He just changed my whole life. One quick question: uh, When you were doing the backyard brawling, what were you looking to make back then? Like, what was the pot like for you? Because medical bills are expensive. So, is it something that you're saying? You know what? I know I'm going to have to go to the hospital or something may happen. Or what were you looking at back then financially? Man, I was making $2,000 a fight. And plus, you know, if some people would make, mo uh, make money betting on the side, uh, depending, you know. But honestly, I did it because I just liked it to fight. I didn't care about fighting. You know, it was normal to me. That was normal to me. So I, I never really thought about consequences about maybe a split in my eye or in my face, you know? I never thought about that. And uh, it never happened to me, you know? And that, well, that first fight, the first professional one, how old were you? <clears throat> my first professional fight, I was, I was 30, I was probably like 30, 33 or 34. I was, yeah. When you're doing that and you're doing the rapping too, are you thinking to yourself, man, this could go either way. I, I could become a tremendous rapper or the fighting thing, or were you just saying, Louie, let's see what sticks here and I'm going to try everything. What was your mindset there? Um, well, my mentality was, as far as with the rap thing, uh, 
I said, man, we're going to be the next death row. Because we, you know, like that was the mentality I had because, you know, we were like, we were real, real gangsters, you know. So I said, man, we're going to be the next death row and we're going to take over the whole game. But God had a different plan. God had a different plan, my brother. And he changed my whole life. You feel me? I totally understand, dude. Man. When, when fighting was over, was that when you came to the encounter with God or did you just finish fighting and say, like, I'm not fighting anymore? How, how did the end happen? Well, honestly, I had that encounter with the Lord and he, he just removed the taste from me. Um, I just had a lot of anger in me and he just filled me up with his Holy Ghost and I ain't never been the same, brother. I haven't even like even punched a bag or nothing like in years. Like I got I got no desire to do it. He just removed the desire totally. I still practice jujitsu because I love staying in shape. You know, I'm a jujitsu competitor. But as far as in throwing hands, the word of God says, be ye not a brawler nor a striker. So he removed the taste from my mouth to even want to strike anybody. You know, it's not a guy to punch somebody in the face. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Have you thought of training kids or anything like that or no? No, I did it for a while. I did it for a while before before I had that encounter with the Lord because when I was fighting, I opened a mixed martial arts gym and I was helping kids. I was helping them get off the streets and I, I was showing them how to fight. But at the same time, these kids will still use that in the streets, you know? Like, I, I ended up kicking some kids out of my gym for throwing up gang signs in my gym, I remember. I'm like, man, I'm throwing up gang signs in my gym because you're going to get me in trouble. They're going to be like, oh, Level's recruiting gangsters, you know? And, and I know the cops at all times were watching me, you know? Right. So I kicked these kids out. I'm like, don't throw no more gang signs in here. They kept doing it. So I said, bro, you're suspended for a month. I don't remember what I told them, something like that. And one of the kids, man, uh, one of the kids I used to come to the gym, um, man, these kids were straight up, like straight from the streets. One of them got killed. He got shot. He got shot in the head. And um, yeah, they were going to war with another gang from Little Havana. And he got shot in the head. And it's like, you see that, that a lot of these kids, man, I feel like the only way to change, bro, Yes, mixed martial arts does cheat, teach you discipline, but the only way to change someone's life is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's the only way. Ain't no other way. He is the only way, brother. You know, because you could teach a kid discipline in the gym. You could teach them, but you're teaching them how to punch somebody in the face. You're giving them a skill that it's no joke, man. It's no joke. And they'll use that. And they'll use that. I totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Let me talk tattoos real quick, bro. If I'm not mistaken, you have a tattoo that I think could probably be the sweetest tattoo on. I think it's yours. I'm going to get it confirmed now. In your rib, like in your stomach rib, do you have a David and Goliath tattoo? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Bro, where did you get that idea of the David with the Goliath head and stuff. Where did you do that? Where did you find that? Um, man, somebody showed me uh, the picture and they told me the story. And and I just loved it. I'm like, man, I feel like, like I'm David because I'm not a big dude, you know? And at the, I was always fighting bigger people, knocking bigger people out. And I said, man, I'm David and they're Goliath. That, that was my mentality, brother. That was an awesome one. Did that hurt a lot? Actually did, yeah. No. Those fucking side tattoos are horrible, man. That's the problem. The side <laughs> ones are... <laughs> I got some side words, and it was a couple words too much, bro. Yeah. Any tattoos that you regret, dude? I mean, I, I did. I already did them, you know? Um, I don't regret nothing. I can't. Like, I had to learn through through everything I went through. Everything I did in life was, was an experience. So what could I do? I got you. Yeah. As you now go into where you're at now, man, speaking the word of, of God, I saw a couple shows where I think a lot of people underestimate you, man, because it was like a <laughs> legit show where people were, it was like a, like it looked like a religious show where you were giving your testimonial and stuff. And, and I think you spoke very good, man. Like you're very articulate in expressing yourself and stuff like that, man. Do you look to show more of your side speaking that way? Or are you like, listen, that was just for that. I'm more of a 
street gospel kind of guy. How do you view your marketing now of yourself and how you relate your message? I don't even market myself. Um, I tell everybody I'm, I'm dead to my flesh, meaning I make myself a no reputation. Level's dead. I'm Renee Martinez now, but the reason I still got the name Level 305 on my Instagram is just to draw people in to get this word. You know what I'm saying? Get this word, get this gospel. I don't care about myself. I don't care about my name. I don't care what I look like. I don't care who I impress. I don't try to market myself. I just want to lift up the name of Jesus Christ because he is the only way. He is the truth and he is the life and he is the reason I'm still breathing. And he's the reason everybody's still alive in this world. Dude, I totally, I, I can't agree with you more. To get the to get your word out, it's just crazy, man. The, there's a video of you speaking like this, speaking the truth, a lot of awesome, positive stuff. That gets 1,300 views. You fighting that uh, martial art teacher, I think it's like at 5.3 million views. Exactly, exactly, and that's and that's the sad thing. You 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 want to when you show somebody something uh, that that's positive, that that it has to do with the Lord Jesus, um, you 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 won't get any views. But now you put up something that's violent, um, somebody getting their hair busted, it's gonna get millions of views. It's sad, bro, because people are attracted. By, by human nature, bro, is attracted to to violence, bro. Is they attracted to violence, and, and that's just the way the world is. That's that's because of because of what happened in the beginning with Adam and Eve when 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 sin made its introduction into the world, and that's just our, our human nature to wanna wanna see violence, wanna see just wickedness. You know, nobody wants nothing good. Renee, let me ask you a question. Then, have you thought of using? your videos that you have already, just like you use the name level to capture people in and then give them the gospel word. Have you thought of videos of you talking, using the fighting stuff at the beginning, capturing people in and say, listen, this was me 20 years ago. This is me now. Let's." Have you ever thought of that? Or are you like, listen, bro, I want nothing to do with that. How do you think of that? I never thought about that. Um, I mean, everybody knows, bro. Everybody already knows who I was. And um, I mean, I got a testimony video online, and it shows you know some of my fights and and st stuff I went through. Uh, I've done something like that. Can I give you some advice? Yes, sir. Dude, if I was Renee Level Martinez, right, and I'm a little similar to you in the sense of what God done has done in my life is incredible. I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. Like, like we're talking about fail, dude, like bad, right? And my success is in talking about my story. And I think stories is what makes us all different. And you have the advantage that you have such a great story. The problem is you're not putting out any of it anymore. Yeah. So if I were, if I were you, just to put out the word, I'm not talking about make money. I'm not talking about getting an endorsement deal. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm not talking about the insurance thing you, you have on the... I'm not talking... I'm talking about just to put the good word out. If you start a YouTube channel, you grab that Level Martinez channel that you have on Instagram. You start the No Fighting Podcast. An example, the No Fighting Podcast. Okay. What's up, guys? Level here. Or you knew me as Level. Now I'm just Renee. Let me tell you why Renee is more important than Level. And then you just start talking. Bah, 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 bah. You say your story. Three one-minute video clips a day of you at the gym, you, wherever, you, in your studio. Then you do that one. Then you do a video, YouTube video, and just talking. Listen, guys, mistake people make with God. Mm. Mistake people make with tattoos. Mistake people make with cooking a refrijole. Mistake people, just you talking. And what happens is you tie in whatever you want to tie in mm -hmm. at the same time. Just like, listen, just like I'm, I watch your videos about how to help people when they're in a car accident. Yeah. The common person says, hey, you're in a car accident, call me, I can help you. That's what everybody's saying. But Renee Martinez says, have you been knocked out at life? I know what being knocked out is. Let's talk about it. Let's get some guidance. Let's see if this even works for you. If it doesn't, super cool. I'm just here to help. 
if you use your strategy, your skill set, your personality, the way you speak, to start attracting people, man, I think you can't lose to get whatever message God put in you to get out. Does that make sense at all or no? Yes, yes, it does. That, that's pretty cool, yeah. That's a good idea. Because, dude, this is all I do every single day because I, I suffer from extreme positivity. So all I do is I see opportunity in people left and right, left and right, left and right. And I, and I do it for free because I could care less about money. I just want happiness, man. And I think happiness is, a, is one of the most aggressive paths to God and to faith and to share a story. And not all of us, and I'm a, I'm a public speaker too, and not all of us are blessed with the gift of gab, like they say. But yeah. we're not all blessed with a tremendous right hook either, or left hook or whatever you had. But yeah. if you use, and I feel God gave you that left hook to have the, and call it the left hook of positivity and the right hook of the faith, then we start, and you start getting your story of it being relatable more versus than anybody else's. You know what I mean, dude? And I just, I saw it. I go, the minute uh, we, I go, we're going to have level on, I said, okay, because what, what I care about is what's he doing now? Is he happy? How's he using social to help us? Because the problem is we're blaming social media for everything, but it's not social media's fault. It's how we use it. So if a guy like you with a tremendous story, with one of the best stories around ever, 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 has a 5.3 million view video out there, we can turn that into a positive by using that video in a positive way and say, listen, this is where I was right. This is what God would have done differently. Yeah. Now let's talk about how God can do differently for you. What do you think? I mean, game over, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up, brother. Yeah. That's what's up. And, and that's the thing. Uh, like like my YouTube channel, I got. I think I got like 55,000 subscribers or something, or 56. I'm not sure, 57,000. Um, but it's like most of those subscribers were from when I was a, a fighter. And now when I put out a video... They don't get that many views. Because you're looking at the wrong thing. Does yeah. God look at views? Yeah. Impact. Huh. One person. One person. That's it. So you're falling in the trap of the views. No, 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 no. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. You're going to put out. I don't care if you dress mm -hmm. up now as a fighter, literally. You put on mm -hmm. the tape on your wrist. You take your shirt off and you stand like this. And then you go like this. And then the Bible comes in your hand and says, listen, you weren't expecting this. But you weren't expecting this left hook either. Let's talk about both for a second. Yeah. And that's how you got to look at it, bro, because, and you just got to do work like you did in the gym, mm -hmm. like you did, listen, and I almost hate to say it, but when you did all the criminal activity, the reason why there was successful is because you weren't thinking about an outcome, you were just doing. Yeah. So yeah. let's turn all that energy you had, let's put it into something positive now. Every single day, you're dropping a YouTube video just talking about stuff. Yeah. Five people see it. Thumbs up, guys. At the end of the day, I'm not here for the masses. 50,000 yeah. people see it. Thumbs up, guys. 50 million. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's the move, bro. And don't worry about likes. Don't worry about yeah. views because God doesn't care about that. Exactly. What God cares about is, are you getting the message out? Is your intention good? Yes, it is. That's it, man. And he's going to find a way. Like he put you on this podcast right now so we could talk about yeah. this. That's yeah. the whole reason why you were here. So that now you can go, man, this dude has an idea. So if mm -hmm. this dude, that's the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball, is doing it, me that I've been a champion of the streets, I've been this, I've been that. The sport that you did is super sexy. Gangster rap is still super sexy. All these things are sexy. Now we just got to make God sexy, positivity sexy. And you can do your spin on it. And don't worry about it, bro. And I think that's a home run, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. God, God don't care about the views. It's true. Because sometimes we want to reach the whole world. You know, we like, man, we want everybody to hear this word. We want to get, we want 20 million people to hear this word. But it's true. One person, just one person. 
gets that word, bro. And maybe that one person can reach millions. You feel me? Oh, Renee, 100% because... We just, just got to get that word out. That's because what happens is when you go to the masses, mm -hmm. you start focusing on results. And yeah. the winning, as you know this, is in the process. Yeah. Is in the journey. And forget about everything else. Because if you go too deep on the results, then you, you become an accountant. You become an analytics guy. And right now, you have the number one team. If you're in the number one team, which God has shown us that he's undefeated. Yep. So is the truth. Those two things are undefeated. So if you attack that every single day, the Lord and the truth. The Lord and the truth. Listen, guys, I'm Renee Level Martinez. Let me tell you what I used to focus on that got me discouraged. I focused on views. How many of you out there have had a video with 5.3 million views? None of us have. You have. Yeah. But And now as I have this transition in my life, I forgot what got me those views. When you, got, when you went to fight in that ring, you were going, all right, uh, martial artist, we're about to get 5.3 million views, so let's go. No, bro, you, were, you got in the ring and you attacked. Yeah. Now you're in the ring of the Lord, and the one thing you're forgetting to do is, is attacking in an honest way. That's real. That's real. Well, level man, uh, you know, being obviously from Miami, you know, you, 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 you've been a trendsetter, brother. You know, you've hustled your, your whole life. You know, we actually, um, I'm pretty sure that we lived a few blocks from each other. I, I was on Flagler and 62nd Street, right across Weston Park. So I'm pretty sure, you know, you were, you were there somewhere. You have succeeded at being one of the best known gangsters in Miami. You have succeeded as far as getting views and really taking people out on the ring. And, and now that, that you have faith, we're extremely confident that you will continue to succeed and, and really make an impact on millions, you know? So congratulations for everything you've done, man. You, you've done extremely well and we're proud of you. That's what's up, man. And the reason I went through all that was for this moment right here. God kept me alive to go preach his gospel. And that's what I'm doing. You know, I go, I go, my mission is on the streets, you know? I like going from neighborhood to neighborhood. I like to go in the worst parts. Because I know where God delivered me from. So I like to hit the, the projects, the ghettos, and I go everywhere, brother. That, that's that's the mission that God sent me on. Renee, let's document it, man. Grab a camera and and talk to just you don't need to invent, just document. What's up, guys? Renee here. I'm on this and this place. So right now we're in you name the neighborhood on this corner of this corner. Let me tell you a story about this corner. 20 years ago, I stole. 15 televisions out of this whole an example and you mm -hmm. say whatever it is now yeah. today in 2020 i'm bringing love i'm bringing god we're at this person's house today and you have it and you talk about it say listen i'm going to yeah. record this this is going to go on my so you don't have where we get stuck in the social media aspect is mm -hmm. that we think we got to create you don't got to create you just got to document yes sir. you, you got to be like like the crocodile hunter the yeah. guy would jump into the lake and be like, Crikey, look at an alligator right there. He's not inventing. He's like, whoa, that's you got to do. And, bro, you're in the streets. The streets has so much content yes. that you don't got to invent anything. You just got to be the narrator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you bring them together, your style, your way, speaking exactly how you speak. If they don't understand you, they're, they're not meant to understand you. You don't have to take, like, you understand, you're fully equipped. The reason why I was so pumped to get you on here is you're fully equipped to accomplish everything that God put in your life right now. Don't think you're not. You, you are there. The only thing you're missing is the idea of, okay, I just now need the momentum to keep doing it. Because maybe, maybe your momentum is lowered a little bit. Maybe it was a 10. Now it's at a 7, an example. Because you're human. I'm at 100 right now. So <laughs> now it's at 100. Why? Because you maybe forget. Remember, we forget, dude. You forget that you one time had hair. We all yeah. forget that we had hair. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because unless somebody reminds you, and we don't have that, there's nobody calling you up on a Monday. Renee, what's up, bro? It's your coach. Listen, dude, you were a beast one time. You were this, you were that. But that doesn't mean you're not a beast now. What's holding you back this Monday from putting out that content that the Lord wants you to put out? Well, you know, because you, we're all human, this is what I'm missing. You're not missing anything. Put out there. 
put out there. You grab a camera. I don't care if it's an iPhone or if it's uh, you get a you get a DSLR, okay? You get a a, a point and shoot, whatever it is. This one right here. That's you get a GoPro. The GoPro, I'm not too much of a fan of because that's more of an action thing, but that's better than nothing. Oh, this one, I got cameras. Look at that, bro. Are you kidding me? Now you know what's missing. You know what's missing? The doing. Yeah. I got. I got. I put out a documentary, brother. I was kind of doing like what you said, documenting the streets. And uh, it's called uh, Miami Gun Violence in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm going through the streets, and I gave it that title so people could look at it. And I'm going through the streets. I interviewed this guy that got shot in the head. Bullet came out of his eyeball, and he got shot up here. Bullet was stuck in his skull. Got shot all over his body. Interviewed another guy full of bullets, and I gave him the gospel. I ended up baptizing him in the name of Jesus Christ. Gave him the word. And I'm going through all the streets, Opelaka, Overtown. Florida City, the worst parts of Miami. You see people with choppers, guns, um, giving them the gospel, my brother. How long ago was that? How long ago was that? Oh, uh, that was probably like a year and a half ago, two years. Now, now I'm working on part two. I'm what I would do, two. what I would do is this. I love it. We need more. Yeah. We so need more. We're, you're, you're treating it like you're doing a movie. No, yeah. no, no. This is 2020, bro. This is not... We were growing up. You would do Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys yeah. 2. You need... Because remember, let me use your terms. The devil works fast. So while you're here doing this movie, the devil's giving daily attacks on social. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, Renee, how do we fight that? You now become daily. And yes, you shoot your movie, but then you're dropping every day a 10-minute video on yeah. YouTube of the documenting of the movie that's a good idea brother you know what i'm saying and yeah. then what's going to happen there's you're, you're going to go over budget you're going to go no budget the catering's going to get messed up in the movie there is no catering you're hungry guys i'm here i have to go get an orange somewhere i have to put out a protein bar level's going to cook a steak and that is going to hook people on and you become the show there's the so show and then there's the message so you think I you think I should start a whole brand new uh, YouTube channel? No, 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 the same one. We're gonna take the same one, okay. and I don't. Hey, listen, you liked me for this, mm -hmm. right? You liked George Foreman for boxing, but you ended up buying his grill. So you have already inventory. Why are we gonna? Why does a house on the ocean go? No, no, no. I'm gonna get out of the ocean and I'm gonna devalue myself and start brand new. Are you yeah. crazy? No, no, no. You think God, so why did God make you go through what you go through? You take those subscribers right now, you start the first video. Hey guys, new Renee here. I'm going to tell you, you guys probably were hooked on me because of something else. Hey, I still got the jab. I still got the hook, but now I throw it in a different way. And you go. And every day, five minute video, 10 minute video, pull it up, put it up on social every single day. You're missing the reps, dude. You have the right message, you got the right approach, but if you don't throw enough reps and you do one movie every two years, that's not enough for your talent. Yeah. You should be attacking every single day, as much as you breathe, as much as you put out. And then you don't want to overwhelm yourself, so Instagram stories, documenting. So guys, I'm here, I just got, Carmencita just got hit by a bus, I, we just wanted a, a, a thing for her, awesome, you need help, call me. That's it. You need help. And the Lord, you know this more than anybody, will bring out financial opportunities your way because you're doing his work and he will hook you up because he's hooked up every single one of us. I lived in a car for six months in Los Angeles. I didn't know a single person. I was going to be either the first Cuban that makes it in the Hollywood Hills or I was going to be the first Cuban that dies in the Hollywood Hills to get out of there. I didn't know a single person in Los Angeles. I made it out of that. Then I moved to Las Vegas. Then I started a social media account two years ago. Nobody knew who I was. But I spoke my truth. I used to have identity issues. I spoke my truth. I used to cover up my hair because my hair was thinning and it was balding. I used to, I got hair surgery, Renee. I got hair surgery and I lost my hair anyway. I used to wet the bed till I was 14 years old. How embarrassing is that? But I say it to people. Why? Because, bro, we're, we don't understand that. You had no guidance growing up. You know how many kids have no guidance right now growing up? 
you had no father figure. You know how many kids have no father figure right now growing up? Okay, you want to come to my gym? You want to throw up gang signs? I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm going to educate you with love. Listen, you're not going to do that here. You can do it somewhere else, but here, I want you to respect yourself first. Because I respect you. You might not respect me right now, but I have enough common courtesy in my heart that I respect you. And I want to teach you to respect yourself first. And you have all this that I'm talking about, plus a billion you have inside you. Yeah. And you're like, and you're excited, and you have all the tools, you have the equipment, bro. We just have to do that, man. I could talk to this about you for days, because this is how I live my life. I just see positivity and I see opportunity. And you right now are like, you have passion of of Wi-Fi, but you're producing at a rate of dial-up. You're like at a beeper. Yeah, and yeah. we're like on an iPhone 12. So we got to get your story in an iPhone 12 Wi-Fi setting. And what's going to happen? You never know who's going to see this and go, oh, my God, that's Renee. Hey, Renee, bro, listen, dude, I was a big fan of yours. Now I run Google. Can you please come and share your story of this, this? Well, we got to document it, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. That's real. I get fired up, bro, but that's just, this is, I just see it and I see the story there and all that stuff, man. Bro, before we go, two questions. Number two, favorite type of music? Uh, Worship. Uh, I, like, I like to bump on uh, Eddie, Eddie James. Eddie James Worship. Eddie James Worship. That's it. I don't listen to no Christian rap. I don't listen to none of that. I'm straight Worship. Lord, that's it. That's another thing you add on your channel. Guys, let me introduce you to my man, Eddie James. Sorry, what is it? Yeah, Eddie James. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie James. James. My favorite Eddie James track is yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's what you talk about, bro. Yeah. See, all this stuff, see, you're limiting yourself because, you, bro, all this is, if God is in everything, and God is in everything good, let's, let's educate the world on Eddie James. Where's Eddie James from? Let's reach out to Eddie James. Let's put Eddie James on the podcast. Eddie, man, when you wrote this song, how did the Lord inspire you? Yeah. Let me see how I relate this. Dude, all this is what I want you to do every single day, forever. Mm -hmm. And it's going to motivate you because when you do something, when I go and knock on somebody's house, I help one person or a family. When I knock on your house and I document it, maybe I could help 5.3 million people. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. See what I mean? That's what's up, yeah. Renee, any question for me, man, before we let you go or for us, anything? Um, nah, just uh, let's close out. I want to say a word of prayer. Praise God. Thank That's you, Lord great. Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I pray that you reach someone listening to me right now, Lord Jesus, on the show, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Show us. Show us, hallelujah, give us revelation of who you are, Lord. Give us dreams and visions, Lord. Pray, hallelujah, I pray for the brethren right now that interviewed me, Lord Jesus. I pray that you just confirm your word, Lord, to them in a dream or a vision. Give them revelation, Lord, of who you are, revelation that will change a whole situation forever, Lord Jesus, that you are the only wise God, the ancient of days, the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end, which had no beginning and had no end, hallelujah, because you always was. You're the almighty God, the everlasting Father, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, and your name is Jesus Christ, and there is none above you, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for these brothers, Lord. I pray that you cover them with your blood, surround them with angels, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Protect them, lead and guide them, Lord Jesus, and send them people, Lord, their way. That'll give them your word, Lord. Remove any fake friends from their life, Lord. Any anxiety, any sleepless nights, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Any lies from the enemy. Hallelujah. Spirit of, of, of doubt, hate, shame, bitterness, whatever it may be. Anything that exalts itself over the word of God, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I just thank you for my life. Thank you for pulling me out of darkness, for pulling me out the pit, Lord. I am not ashamed of your gospel. Hallelujah. Thank you for everything that you've done for me, Lord Jesus. Because it's only it was only the refinement before the assignment, Lord. And I just thank you for sending me back in the hood to preach the gospel into all the world. And let them know that you are the king, that you are the Lord of lords, and you are everything, Lord Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. 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 That was awesome, dude. Praise Listen, God. 
Document, bro. Amen. Attack yeah. the documenting and put up. Don't do fancy videos. Don't do anything. I think you should have your gospel message of the day. You yeah. do it in the morning. You get everybody on the right foot. You're the guy. You're the God is the channel. You're the you're the you're the main anchor in the God network. And what do you think about okay, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook? So should I post only on YouTube? Or post it on YouTube. You ready? Here we go. 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 You ready? Here we go. Video. This whole thing, we're going to do YouTube. Okay. We're going to strip the audio. We're going to do podcasts. Nice. Okay. Why? Because when people are listening to Renee in the gym, they're not going to be YouTubing. They're going to be running. Remember, we can't control how people live their lives. We could control what we pump into the airways. Yes. And God's going to do his magic. So that's two right there. Okay? Then you're going to grab... We've been here on the air for 50 minutes. Might be an hour by the time we're done, Renee. We're going to grab three one-minute clips. We could go a little longer. That's going to be Instagram. Nice. Same thing. We could go even longer. goes into Facebook. I want you to do TikToks. Okay. You're going to do TikToks. And you start putting up TikToks. So now you're covering everything. Then we have a Twitter. You start giving your gospel on Twitter. Okay. Then you go to LinkedIn. Hey, guys, in the business world, don't tell me you don't need Jesus in business now. Boom, and you start there. Listen, you guys are fighting in the corporate world. I was fighting in the streets. Boom, and we start doing that. And then you give your two cents on what's happening. Police brutality. Listen, I've been on both ends. This is you talking as Renee. I've been on both ends. I've deserved it, and I think I have it. This is how I view it now. Mm. And it's your truth. As long as it's your truth and you're in God's team, how can you lose? So that's how you look at it. So the insane amount of content you're going to produce in the world is going to be sick. So there is no limits, man. Every platform has kind of its thing. But as long as you document, you do the clips, and then... Yeah. People are going to start reaching out to you. Are they going to be the best of people? A lot of them know. People are going to say, oh, level, you're soft. Thank you for your comment, and you keep going. Your job is not to convince the people that won't, don't want to be convinced, man. That's a mistake a lot of people make. If you don't like tattoos, why am I going to sit with Renee to convince him that tattoos are good and bad? Yeah. Bro, I give you my opinion. You don't like it. I keep going because you, your, your number is one. Not 51, not 1,001. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So don't worry about if you're going to rub people the wrong way or not or whatever it is. Say your truth and you put it out there. You read your comments because that's where you're going to get your feedback. What's going to happen? And I'm, call I'm telling you, you're going to text me. You're going to reach out to me in a month and be like, oh, my God. The amount of people that are going to look at you for inspiration. They're going to ask you questions. You you're going to get put in a way where it's going to help you now. And you're going to get organized and be like, okay. This is what I think. You're going to be giving your feedback because it's just not going to stop, man. The mm. platforms are waiting for you. It's like every single day. It's like your refrigerator to eat. You open it, it's waiting for you. What you put in it, it's up to you. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? And no shame when you do something wrong or if you get lazy, you document you being lazy. Yeah. Hey, guys, level here. Lord Jesus, please help me get out of this couch today. Yeah. I, can't, I don't got it in me. <laughs> But I want to let you guys know that sometimes we feel lazy and we're human. Let me tell you a time I felt lazy back in 1993. <laughs> yeah. Everything you tie in to the content part. And then you do it handheld. And if you have a dude, a friend, somebody that can record you as you do it, even better. That's what I did when I started speaking. Nobody knew who I was. I was in Wajiro giving baseball lessons here at 7 in the morning at fields. And I would get kicked out of everywhere. Yeah. But then what happens? God kicks in. He does his magic. And then I went from a guy that has no glove, no baseball glove, nothing, to I'm the first in influencer to sign with Rawlings. And I got my customized glove with my logo on it. Wow. Think That's about cool. that, bro. That's so crazy. if I can do this and nobody knows who I am, mm -hmm. think about a guy who's a, who's a known fighter in life. You never know if your stuff all of a sudden... Uh, Everlast goes, me and Renee are Everlast because we got, and they give you your own shirt and you use yeah. that to get the work, not to make money where everybody yeah. makes 
mistakes Renee is everybody looks at and everybody's like, yeah we all got to eat God has never even when you didn't have anything he always made sure you got something to eat don't worry yeah. about eating worry yeah. about giving yeah yeah givers always receive the, the word of God says all oh, the Lord Jesus said oh if I feed the birds what do you think I'm gonna do for you you see what I'm saying he'll always feed us like and that's one thing I, I, I never done I've never I don't ask for money I just can't I just drove 14 hours to Texas 50, I don't know how long it was, but I, I made it to Alabama. I fell asleep in Alabama at my boy's uh, church over there. Then I kept riding to Texas. Then I drove all the way back, fell asleep at a rest stop. Did you did, did you document that? Did yeah, you record it? Oh, yeah, okay. I put it on my Instagram, level okay. 305, yeah. Whoa, okay, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. What did you put on your Instagram? Like bits of it, you talking about it? What did you do? Uh, I, did, I, did, uh, I did me in front of a camera telling everybody, yo, come out to the park. Uh, we're going to be preaching this gospel right here. Then I put some preaching and then I put some baptisms. I got I got a lot of videos. I'm going to start uploading them now. That's what you do. And then yeah. since they're going to be older, you just come on at the beginning. All right, guys, Renee here. So this was me. I drove 12 hours to Texas. This was two weeks ago, an example. This is what I saw. This is how I felt. I hope you guys enjoy. Leave any comments below, anything. If there's a church that you think needs my love. Let me know. Let's yeah. talk about it. You start doing that. Then in the way there, almost like how the girls do. Dude, you're, you're okay, guys. So we're here now, two hours away from Miami. We're literally yeah. in Gainesville. Let me tell you a story about Gainesville real quick. In Gainesville, I unfortunately stole the helicopter. And I <laughs> ran it into the, the Atlantic Ocean. And I yeah. swam. That story you're going to say. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you in... Uh, Jacksonville, because I'm going to have some grits. And I love, I'm a Cuban that loves grits. Yeah. Hey, gr and then you talk to people. Hey, guys, I don't know if you remember here, I'm level Renee Martinez. I came here, bro, 20 years ago, and your dad ran it. Now you run it? Dude, do you mind being on my channel? Yeah, man. Listen, so I'm here. And then everything that makes you you, you mm -hmm. talk about, bro. Who knows if all of a sudden, bro, you start reviewing hair clippers. Because you yeah. got a beard and you, you go from a short thing to the long thing and you talk about that. Because where uh, people are going to grab you isn't the weirdest thing in the world. Also, I was a barber, bro. So, so <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine a cut by, by Renee, get cut by Renee, and then I, you start talking I, about that. I, I've thought about going in the street and, and like getting some clippers and like cut up the, the homeless people, you know, like doing stuff like that too. So, you. Oh, you right. Renee, it, it, we can definitely do another story on you, for real. It, it, with, with your with your face, your heart, everything that you're doing, man. Just we, we'll do our best from our end to promote you the best we can, man. You know, just keep on doing God's work, and absolutely things are gonna continue to grow, man. Awesome, bro. Awesome. I appreciate you. Listen, brother, don't hesitate. Any questions with anything? You feel stuck? You feel stupid? You feel alone? You reach out to Ivan. You reach out to me. Okay. Bro, listen to it. It just takes, give me five minutes with you. And I'll have you running through that brick wall you got back there. And okay. just document it as you run through it. Okay. Okay. You got it, bro? Because yes. you now you can't lose. Every trip you have now coming up, you're going to promote it before. Guys, I'm going to be Mississippi. If you're close to this place, come say what's up. I'm here for you. And you're documenting the way there. Uploading. Document. Upload. Doc every single day. Every single day, every single day, every single yeah. day, every single day, every single day, every single day. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No doubts, no views, no likes, no followers. You forget about everything that. Comment with your people that give you good comments. Hey, man, thank you so much. Engage with your audience and keep going and keep going and keep going. And... Oh, you want to cut hair? Get clippers and cut hair, bro. Don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about if I have this, I have that. Mm -hmm. That's your flow. What's going to happen? Just like you, brother, look at it like this. Your first, your first fight compared to your 100th fight, you changed your style. You adapted. You became a person. The same thing's going to happen with this content thing. You yeah. think you're a certain way, but the man upstairs is going to say, okay, I used you for this. Now you're going to get used for that bro yeah yeah that's what's up bro yeah all right brother yes so sir. listen i'm gonna follow you i'm gonna follow you i'm gonna send you a dm so you have my stuff okay anything you need 
We'll tag you. We'll promote it. We'll get you going. You got friends here. We don't need anything. The only thing we ask of you is that you attack on your faith and you attack on this potential you have and don't let it go to waste, bro. For sure, bro. I appreciate y'all, brothers, for real. All right, my man. All right, brother. All right, have a good day. Yes, sir. Okay, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 